0: okay boys so uh we're back we're back at you guess
1: who's back back again, again. bbj is back, oh, tell back. Some squabs. so we
0: decided that if we're ever gonna go public as a podcast yeah, our, it, if we're gonna
1: have our, an ipo a public
0: podcast offering then our stock ticker uh <laughs> is gonna be bbj
2: bbj <laughs> yeah yeah did you check to make sure that's not it's taken. not taken it's not taken oh, we checked my God. wait we gotta go public like right now yeah i know, I
1: know. So Initial public it. offering, how much are you willing to pay to get in on the floor of Brain Boggled podcast? <laughs> how One many million. podcasts are public? None. I looked it up also. <laughs> yes.
0: It's not a thing, but we are public on, you know, Spotify, and mm-hmm. you can go listen to us for free. You're listening to us right now, guys. Oh, sh- my
1: goodness. Oh, my gosh. And guess what? You can follow us on Instagram at Brain Boggled. True. Or on Twitter at BrainBoggledPod. pod or you could go support us on patreon.com backslash or forward slash depending on if you're nasty uh Brain <laughs> podcast
2: <laughs> that matters Brad. <Brent>. <laughs> the one that you,
1: the one that you always use for URLs use that one. <laughs> The Whatever forward, you call it, i always right. say backslash, but it doesn't matter. You know which one it is. <laughs> Nothing really matters. The, the, the plugs giving are giving us over. a buck to get uh, bonus content on the Patreon. Oh For yes, sure. go
0: check out our Patreon. Heck yeah. <laughs> Those are our plugs. Now we can get into the introductions. And today, I am your
1: Bioshock B- Bobby, oh, that's a nice one. Okay, it took me a minute. Okay, I am. I was. Mine is very similar. So now I feel embarrassed. But I am your bionic B, Brents.
2: Um, I don't know enough about the Bioshock games to. I don't even know if we're talking about the Bioshock games. We no, are but, not.
1: We're, I mean, it's going to come up, I think. But that's not specifically what we're getting to. Yeah, Jack doesn't even know what we're talking about yet. Which is going to be um all right well, finds out.
2: I am your uh. I don't know, Jack I, Rabbit J. I guess Jack. I
0: got. I got you. You're you're the genetic J. Yeah,
2: genetic um, J. Genetic opera J.
0: Because today we're going to be talking about
1: genetics and gene splicing. We're talking about genetic editing specifically. Ooh. Yes. Oh my
2: god, we're going to turn into splicers from yes. Bioshock.
1: Yeah, we're going to. You know, here's the thing. We're going to be like the genetic opera, shooting ourselves up as Zydrate because <laughs> it comes in a little glass vial. A little glass vial. Oh my little god, glass I forgot. File.
2: I forgot it was called the Genetic Opera. Oh, yeah. my God. That's so good. Um, I said Jackrabbit because, like, the splicer mask. Yeah, sure, sure.
1: I, I, I got you,
0: baby. I, got, I got, you got you, too, on that. I got you.
1: Yeah. That was but, good. Um, yeah, so that is a relevant it, – it was a relevant one for Jack because we are talking about genetic editing today. So um, what do you boyos, if anything, know about genetic editing in re- like real life genetic editing not just like from a science fiction standpoint or from a science fiction standpoint i don't know like w- what if, what do you know about it if anything
2: i know like the bare def- i know that it's like going into your body and mm-hmm. like and actually changing what the um what your cells do mm-hmm. or like what your dna says about you to make you different i like know very very little about gene editing
0: yeah so what i normally think of when i think of genetic editing is more um like taking a fetus or some kind of like um what's the word i'm looking for um there's an e embryo embryo thank you taking an embryo and uh you know affecting it before or after the creature develops to mm-hmm. you know genetically modify the
2: it the <laughs> well i don't know i call babies creatures too <laughs> babies think, animals i think the science word you're looking for is organism mm-hmm. organism yeah.
0: yes yes exactly um so yeah I, that's normally what i think of
2: um but
1: i okay. know that that jack's also onto something you yeah know? you guys are both both right so i mean um, you're both right in, in certain aspects yeah give yourselves a round of applause good job boys good uh, job yeah great job all right so um yeah so genetic editing is something that's not just of science fiction this is something that's actually happening now today um so it, it our kind of let's go to something known as CRISPR. I don't know if you guys have heard of CRISPR before. Oh, I've heard
0: of CRISPR. I know it's an acronym for something.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, CRISPR stands for clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats,
0: which is um
1: <laughs> Yeah, some science gobbledygook that basically is uh describing something that um is a hallmark of bacterial defense systems that forms the basis of something known as CRISPR-Cas9 genome, which is uh, basically like a type of sort of bacteria gene that's found within the genome that uh, scientists discovered, uh, specifically Dr. Jennifer Doudna, or Doudna, I believe. (laughs) Doudna, it's not right, it's Doudna. (laughs) Jennifer Doudna and uh, Dr. Emmanuel Carpenter, um, found out that this uh, specific uh, gene or uh, bacteria um, is can be used to splice out parts of the human genome and then replace it with others. So basically, it, it acts as almost like a cut-and-paste or copy-and-paste so like mechanism within our DNA. And this is a bacteria? Yeah, it's sort of this odd bacterial... Uh, defense system within the genome that works like this. um Within when applied to human DNA. Now, Here. obviously, I'm no uh, uh, scientist when it comes to this, so it's a pro- it's a little more complicated than that. But that's the basic gist: is you can use this CRISPR-Cas9 uh, genome editing technology to alter uh, DNA, remove and replace parts of the genetic code with whatever you want and so the implication of a, of a technology like this includes things of like the possibility of, of us being able to cure genetic diseases um, generate re- replacement organs modify and enhance human or other uh, life forms uh, abilities or give them abilities they don't have currently extend lifespans so, there's a lot of very interesting stuff that uh, this all entails. It's really, literally stuff out of like science fiction. It sounds like a comic book. It really does. I like, mean, this like, is like, it's literally Bioshock in a lot of ways. It's Bioshock. The first thing yeah. I thought of as you
0: were explaining the implications is, uh, you know, we talked about this in last week's episode a little bit. Um, the lizard from Spider Man, mm-hmm. he genetically modifies himself to have, you know, lizard qualities so that mm-hmm. if he. Because he like lost his arm. Yes. And so his arm grows back. He can live longer. He's more uh, immune to certain diseases. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I thought of. Um, yeah. Was like animal
1: splicing. You yeah. Know? So it's really interesting <laughs> with this CRISPR thing because it basically, scientists have f- found it basically works across the board of like all living organisms. Wow. So they can use like, this.
2: Like regardless of the kingdom or? Like, yeah. So it works animals.
1: plants and animals,
2: oh, regardless mushrooms. of species. Oh yeah. Mushrooms. mushrooms, the other one.
1: Um, you know, I don't know if it works on mushrooms, but I would have to assume so. There, I did not hear anything. Well, I probably shouldn't assume. You know, well, do they? Have the <laughs> same you know what they say about of... assuming?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brent! Oh, I um, just lost headphones. my headphones Go flying back <laughs> up his head. Does um, I'll wait for Brent to get a I'm good. Does um, do mushrooms and other fungi have the same sort of like genetic structure, like DNA structure, as us? Because then I guess it would work the same.
1: I don't know, it depends I, I, on if I,
0: you're a fun guy or not.
2: <laughs> wow, the I'm dad sorry.
0: jokes
1: abound <laughs> oh, today. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, pretty much all living, uh, not living life forms. they all life forms <laughs> on Earth basically share the same basic building blocks of DNA. Right. It's just the way that the information yeah. is processed through the genome that decides what we are. Because
0: everything has the same strand of mm-hmm. DNA, right? Like yeah. the same type the of DNA. The genome is
1: basically broken down into like A, C, G, and T as like the letters that they use to code it and yep. everything. Do you know what
2: all the letters mean?
1: Oh, Jesus, no. You?
2: Adenine, guanine, thymine, and... Cyanine,
1: it says... A, nope, I I don't got it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Adenine, adenine, guanine, thymine, and what was the other letter? C.
1: It's nah, it, it's not cyanine si- or cyanine I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man, I, don't know
0: I remember. I'm
2: surprised, I'm surprised I knew three of yeah, them. Yeah, no, great job. I remember honestly. like
1: learning about
0: this <laughs> in like biology in like mm-hmm. junior year of high school, but it's all completely just. I think slipped my adenine mind.
2: Adenine always pairs with thymine. A and T always pairs, and then the C and. Whatever the other one is, the C and G's. I could be wrong on that one. Maybe it's A and G.
1: I think it's A and G. Just I, I did a lot of my research for this based on this uh, docu series on Netflix. If you're interested in this subject, you should definitely check out. It's called Unnatural Selection.
2: And, um, they actually had they
1: actually had a little uh, segment in it where there was this guy. Where basically they were like trying to collect uh, DNA from different people who they considered extraordinary. Mm. Um, so they they were talking to this guy who like had like an like encyclopedic memory. So like they like gave him basically like a genome, and the guy was able to recite like the all the letters of like literally like millions of letters like accurately. Wow. Like of the genome or whatever. And I just happened to remember there was like a sequence of him saying like A-G-A-G a a bunch in particular. But mm. anyway, so yeah, so this is, is this kind <laughs> of a strange new thing and so there's a lot of really cool stuff that's uh coming out as a result of this like things like a uh, gene therapy like being able to uh heal different diseases that are based on just like missing or uh you know faulty dna basically like right. um for example there was this um one young boy within this uh, docu-series who was basically born with like a degenerative uh, eye disease that was making it so he was getting progressively more and more blind as oh, he wow, got older. Yeah. Wow. And so they figured out through studying CRISPR and the human genome that basically this comes from like the parents missing like these, both missing these very specific uh, gene or uh, DNA strands. And so they're basically able wow. to use the human, or use a uh, CRISPR to basically... Uh, replace that stuff in the eye of this boy. Wow. And so basically they did surgery and it's like put drops of this CRISPR into his eye and it's basically started to bring his eyesight back.
2: Wow. That's insane. That's I, crazy. I um we have talked about uh Neuralink and I'm sure as we get more into
1: Mm-hmm. This the, is going to be a very Neuralinky kind of episode because yeah. there's obviously there's a, a lot of good stuff that we, we're going to talk about, but also a lot of yeah. very scary stuff.
2: Yeah. Because because as of as of right now, mm-hmm. I am more okay with like CRISPR gene editing mm-hmm. than, um, than like Neuralinking into my brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like I would be if I was blind and both were options. Mm-hmm. I would I would want the gene editing before I took the Neuralink. One or, thing you know,
0: I kind of have a question about. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned like, you know, this, this was a problem with his eyesight. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, used CRISPR on his eyes. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, you have, don't you have the same DNA for your whole body? Like you have one, your DNA is what makes you, you and every cell in your body has that same DNA. Is that right?
2: You can, I mean, yeah, but you can still tell like what the cells are. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, obviously I'm not a microbiologist, but I know that like stem cells are the base form of your cells and then stem cells turn into other cells. Okay. Right. Um, so you can still like, you can look at an eye cell and like, if you go inside to where the DNA in the nucleus of the cell, you can like that DNA is the same with all your other ones, Mm. but you can still tell that it's a cell from your eye because the stem cells have turned into those kind of cells. Right. Um and that's what there's a lot of like that kind of research being done about taking stem cells and like stem cells to base form and like putting them into different parts of your body so that like they turn into like nerve cells, you know, in your spine and, and cure paralysis and, and stuff like that. Right. Right.
0: The, the the interesting thing to me about this is so say you did CRISPR on this kid's eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um then, going forward, when he eventually grows up and is going to have his own children mm-hmm. potentially, is he going to have that missing DNA strand still, or is it something that's going to have to be corrected
1: after Th- that's you actually a very interesting question, so it depends on like how the treatment is done because there's basically you can alter parts of the DNA that are just like isolated to that one specific person and it won't i, I don't remember if the words uh germinate or something like that i i, I might begin the uh the terminology wrong there um but there's a, basically a specific term for if you affect like this specific type of cell it basically affects this, the cells that affect reproduction and it basically does create that replaces the trait in your dna so that you can wow uh, So basically you do pass on – you no longer pass on whatever that thing is you replace. It. Or if you add something, then that becomes a thing that you are able to pass on Okay, going forward. Wow, that's really interesting
0: because yeah. that's changing like – that's just completely changing, Um, you know, your future – the line of your family going right. down, Uh, you know, future generations and stuff. Because you could have this thing that's hereditary mm-hmm. for – and has been hereditary in your family for a long time and right. that could you could potentially fix that problem and just like, eliminate it altogether that's crazy yeah wow i'm sure we're going to get into more of that mm-hmm, um, for sure but dang that's that's insane i didn't know they were so far I, I didn't know they were this far ahead
1: yeah i mean this is something they have been studying for a while um it's very It's very interesting the ways in which this is sort of splintered. The community surrounding this stuff is very splintered. Mm. There are people who feel like this needs to be very um, regulated and monitored and closely, you know, watched to make sure everything is done as responsibly as possible. But then there's also this other sort of subsect of people who feel like that it's the way it's being done right now is, like, very elitist and, like, is, like, basically only, like, these, like, very, like, highly funded, rich sort of, like, um, pharmaceutical companies are the ones sort of, like, funding these sort of CRISPR studies. And there's a whole group of people who feel like that genetic editing should be something that all people have access to, yeah. have the ability to experiment with and stuff. And so let's just kind of jump into this aspect of it. There's these group of people kind of who... Are self-described biohackers, Ooh. who uh, believe that. The,
2: oh yeah, I've heard this term.
1: Who uh, basically believe that, like, uh, you know, this like CRISPR genetic editing technology should be access accessible by anybody because the the actual like CRISPR like making this sort of like CRISPR you know um, DNA or whatever that <laughs> oh, okay. you would use yep. is like not that expensive.
0: Right it's and yeah, actually it's, implementing it. Into it's your body. been,
1: but it, it's been largely the studies and stuff around have been largely controlled by like pharmaceutical companies. Like it's, it's all been like funded by you know, like basically like um, your tax dollars. A yeah. lot of this research has been just like you know publicly funded stuff, but it's also being then <clears throat> utilized by big pharmaceutical companies and stuff. And so,
2: oh. conspiracy alert (laughs) yeah um pharmaceutical companies are funding CRISPR (laughs) to make humans genetically weaker and therefore more reliant on their pills and medicine Mm. and therefore give uh, give them more money you heard it here first folks this is the origin of that it's probably it's for sure not i'm for sure not
1: um yeah i mean that's crazy though i mean you're not super off but hmm. you, I mean, it's not exactly right. But there is. We'll get into some interesting stuff with all that a little bit later. For, but first, let's talk about some of these biohacker guys. So one of the most famous people within this community is this guy known as Josiah Zayner, who is a former member of NASA, who basically worked on a project surrounding uh space travel to Mars. Yeah, basically using a uh, bioengineering to like look into ways into how we can make humans better adapt for long-term space travel. Basically with the idea being that, you know, at some point we're going to have to leave the earth. And at some point we're going to have to like be ready for missions that do not have a return. Basically, people who are leaving the Earth and never going to come back—one-way trips, exactly. So he like kind of worked with NASA as one of these people, kind of studying this stuff and with CRISPR. And um, eventually, he—I guess he like left that NASA to sort of like do this sort of CRISPR studying stuff on his own because he, I don't know, felt like that all people should have access to this uh, technology and be able to experiment on themselves to basically kind of like take their own genetic health into their own hands and not be um sort reliant of like, on
0: like the government yeah but or, basically
1: be like reliant on these big pharmaceutical companies to decide how people do stuff or the government to decide whether or not they're allowed to do it or not because yeah. certain aspects of genetic editing right now are not legal within the u.s right and um are legal in other countries and stuff so for example, things like designer babies, I don't know if that's a term you've heard before. You know, people basically like picking oh, what yeah. g- gene traits they feel like their children should have. Um right now, technically that stuff is not legal within the US. Right. Um I mean it reminds me a little bit of um dog breeding.
2: hmm
0: A little bit. Obviously that's kind of like you know, breeding has always kind of been the term that mm-hmm. that uh it's 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 like very rudimentary Genetic editing, right? Kind of. It's you know, funny selection. that you bring that oh, up. Oh,
1: yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because within this docuseries series um, on natural selection, there was this guy who was one of these sort of biohacker people who was a dog breeder, basically, oh. and he was using CRISPR technology to try and make a bioluminescent dog.
2: What? Oh, well, they've made bioluminescent like, like rats mice. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow.
1: So yeah, he basically was like doing it, sort of like his logic behind it was like to prove that like anybody could do it because he's like this guy who like doesn't have a PhD or didn't go to college like only had a GED but I was trying to prove that like anybody can use this technology to do stuff like to sort of like make science be more of like a power to the people sort of thing mm-hmm. so the power of science yeah so I don't know get excited yeah <laughs> it's very interesting how do you guys feel about all of that I kind uh, of get your thoughts It's definitely
0: scary to me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, coming from someone who's played games like Bioshock Mm -hmm. and and uh, watched Batman Beyond, and and there's so many different forms of media where there's you know these people who edit their genes to become superhuman almost, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, it 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 does scare me a little bit. Um, It just like any kind of drug, you have to imagine that this kind of genetic editing could lead to possible addictions in, in a way hmm. where if you had the ability to fix a problem, you might start to see more problems rather than accepting some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so say you, you, you're like, oh, well, you know, my genes don't allow me to um, jump high enough. So mm-hmm. I'm insecure about that. I'm going to genetically modify myself to jump higher obviously this is kind of more advanced right. um but it seems like it's in the realm of possibility
1: yeah i mean the thing is like they have used CRISPR stuff to like make animals that are like significantly more muscular than they yeah. would normally would be like dogs or something or you see like a before sort of like a before and Where is like kind of like a normal looking dog and then like the after pictures is this like yeah. jacked out dog that looks like he's like ready to like be in, like, Mr. Universe or some <laughs> shit. Or, or a Beefalo,
0: <laughs> yeah. which is, like, a, a cow and buffalo breed
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, hybrid, where, like, it's just, like, a super beefy cow. Um, You know, stuff like that. It's, Good pun, Bobby. Where does the... Uh, where does the... Where's the line... Did I really say super beefy cow? Yeah, you did. I, I got distracted it. by my own words because I, I was <laughs> I was saying bye to Zach. D. Super
2: beefy cow, that's yeah. amazing. I was I was
0: distracted by something else going on, so I like wasn't paying attention to what I was saying. Yeah,
2: um, a beefalo. Have you ever played um Don't Starve, Bobby? I haven't. Oh, there's um there's a uh, there's a creature in the game called a beefalo, um, and they uh, they look like a like a like a cow mixed with a well a bull. I guess technically mixed with a, uh, <laughs> a Buffalo. Um, nice. but they're really, um, no, it's nice. just funny that, that I didn't know that they exist. Like, is that like a real thing? Yeah. Look it like? up.
0: It's uh, I was looking at some like weird hybrids and, uh, there's like a Leo Leon, which is like a leopard and a lion. And it's, uh, it's oh. just like a spotted, um, lion. It's very that Strange. Is, uh-
2: A spotted line. That sounds really cool. Yeah, look it up. It's I um, strange. I don't know if uh, if people would get like addicted to this as a, like a a drug, though. Because the other thing is, is like, even if they did, how, um, what? How like harmful? You know, is this to the human body?
1: Well, I guess uh, you know. So, go ahead.
2: If oh, if like if people were starting doing this willy nilly, you know, like what? Like, what's the issue at that point? Right. Like if people want to improve themselves and they have the ability to, th- and there's no downsides, might as well.
0: One thing I could think of is, you know, some kind of virus could arise somehow that um, is created through, I don't know, the different genetics where to some people it might be not harmful. Mm-hmm. But if, if genes are so vastly different between everybody um, – it could, I don't know, maybe cause some weird effects.
1: Yeah. So I think the fear, especially with these biohackers communities, is that as it stands right now, the people who control a lot of this stuff are sort of like the wealthy. And there's a lot of fear around this being like you know, basically sort of like a eugenics thing where like the elite class are able to like make themselves as like the best versions of themselves to sort of create like almost like a like a ex like a heightened level of elitism. Where you know they have it's basically this is sort of covered. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie Gattaca. um no. it had with, uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Jude Law and um, who else was in that? I don't know. I don't uh, see it. Basically, the idea of that movie is that the society has like mastered this sort of gene editing, and there's like an elite class of people who like basically use eugenic sort of like DNA editing editing to make like the like elite people. And then there's like classism based on like your genetics, like where it's right. like you have the high class people who have like the top of the line elite genes. And then there's the lower class people who kind of like are like subservient to the uh, sort of yeah. like pure engineered people.
2: Wait. Yeah. Did you say Gattaca? Yes. I couldn't. Oh, okay. You cut out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to uh bring up like Gattaca and brave new world. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point. Um, have you never seen Gattaca, Bob? I've never seen it. No. Oh, there's, it's really cool. There's this one, um, there's this one scene that I think is so funny where, um, they're out, like, they're like, he, the the main character is like out on the town or whatever. Um, and there's like, uh, like a station where you can like bring genetic material and have it, it tested and see like a printout of their genes. Hmm. Um, and you see like this girl, you, you, you overhear a girl talking to this guy. She's she's, um, swabbing her lips. Um, and she's like, Oh, I just made out with this really cute boy. I hope he's a good one. Um, and then like hands him the swab so she, he can DNA test, um, this dude that she just made out with to see if she wants to keep dating him. If his genes Ooh, are good. That's weird. I mean, it, yeah. And it, I thought that scene was super cool. I mean,
0: weirdly enough, you know, we've, probably talked about this a little bit before you know when we're selecting as humans like a partner we're we're you know subliminally paying attention to like their genetics Mm -hmm. you know if someone is tall and muscular like that that means that they're healthy you know and that they can um you know maybe have a longer lifespan and therefore your children might also be strong and healthy. Allowing for your your reproduction, uh, your reproductive genetics to continue longer, and so, I mean, dude, I've always it's kind of taking it to that. the next level. Yeah, uh,
2: I, um, I've always like because you know how there's like the the whole tr- phrase of like traditionally attractive and like all bodies are beautiful, and there's been like a huge movement recently um, to be like m- less put less emphasis on what society thinks is beautiful. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always thought about like, well, unless there was, um, um, like, obviously there is the very much possibility that it, it, that the, the standard of beauty was a result of like different, um, like let's say makeup companies or clothing companies or whatever, trying to sell stuff. Like that's obviously a huge possibility so if we're if we're excluding that just for the argument's sake, um you know, like things that are traditionally attractive, and the reason why you know like humans would be attracted to one person and not the other, you know, it's like, well. There has to be an evolutionary reason as to why we find, you know, as to why I find that girl, you know, quote unquote, hotter than that other girl. Yeah. You know, like there has to be something inside my brain that is like the the, the physical features that this girl has shows that she is more, like, more genetically adequate to be my mate than this girl. Right. I mean, you even know, if and I've you always look wondered, something like, as
0: simple as like blush. I, I feel like I, you know, it's like if rosy cheeks are a sign of like. A healthy face, yeah, because there's the, blood in your cheeks. And the so. interesting
1: thing, though, is like you find culturally that like the same body types or standards that maybe like we have like in like Western society don't hold true in like all cultures. Good point. So like, so there is definitely something to be said about you know, different cultural norms or I don't know. It, it's a, This is a really interesting and tricky question to really give like a solid answer to because it does vary so oh, yeah, much is throughout good... the world. Yeah. You know, like in some cultures where like things like yeah. there's food scarcity or like, you know, whatever, usually like someone who is maybe, maybe in our culture would be viewed as like more overweight or whatever mm. would be viewed as more appealing or attractive in that culture because right. it's a sign of like, you know. Wealth. Or yeah you know yeah. And, but you see stuff like that that not necessarily that specific example but different versions of this like throughout the war like our world yeah. so like there's no real consistent through line like through all cultures you know so i mean it does scare me though because that would
2: be a uh that'd be a...
0: go ahead jack sorry i think there's a little oh, bit of lag
2: oh <laughs> oh yeah they the my the internet is not as good today as it was the other day but mm-hmm. um that would be one of those wouldn't I think we talked about it in the Stanford prison experiment episode experiment that you could do, um, without the risk of like morals or mm-hmm. whatever, um, to see, like, have, have a s like somehow, you know, in, in magic science land where you can do whatever you want, <laughs> um, have a society where there, there is no, like, is no, uh, Set standard for beauty, right? Where there's no, where everyone wears the same clothes, and there's no, you know, makeup. There's like, not. It's all just like it's like the way you look is the way you look, and 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 you can't change that at all. I would like to see like what the standard for beauty is in like a society like that, or or like what who's attracted to what, mm-hmm. you know, just to see like how much of an influence um, culture and industry. And that sort of stuff has on the on us today, because as much as like we figure out how much, um, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, you see baboons. It's like, oh, they're attracted to big butts because of, you know, whatever reason. Um, I wonder how much of that is affected because of the. uh, the like industries and culture and stuff. I think that'd be really cool. That would be um, interesting to to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess my question to you guys at this point is like, what do you think of like, just like this side, is this something you worry about? Is that, you know, if you know these like larger, more powerful people control gene editing right now, is this something you worry about? Like the possibility of like some sort of scenario like this playing out? Like um, Um, where
2: like like like,
1: yeah, sort of a Gattaca scenario. Not maybe specifically that, but like some version of that, where there's like like genetics or superiority or what, well, however you want to call it, you know.
2: Um, I for sure I don't. I I I'm worried about it in the short term. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about it for 25 years, but for you know 50 to 100 years, I'm not. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. I feel like every sort of um scientific advancement goes through that like stage because like I, at the end of the day it's 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 impossible to ignore the fact that new recent scientific advancements are super expensive like you can look at like computers when computers first came out you know like only NASA had computers um and then like they slowly got more and more available uh to the consumer and now i'm sitting in a room with like three computers in it yeah um so I think, like, just by the nature of what advancements are, you know, like, even stuff like like flying in a plane. Like, flying in a plane used to be, you know, only for the, like, the rich, the way to travel. And then it came down to and became more consumerized. Um, and I think that will happen to gene editing, too, if, like, if humanity is like deems gene editing something that we want to move forward with. Cause I still think it's up in the air, whether or not gene editing gets like outlawed in its entirety in certain countries. Yeah. Um, cause I think it is that controversial, but let's say there's no pushback. Um, I think it will come in like stay in the upper crust for however long until something happens that makes it, you know, like until the government starts subsidizing, you know, gene editing or whatever, you know what I mean?
0: I would worry about it in, in the sense, um, it might sound a little silly, but mm-hmm. you guys, I'm
1: sure, have seen the movie *Planet of the Apes*. Uh, I've seen, I've seen the new the, series. I've seen the original one and the Mark Wahlberg one, uh, <laughs> or is it Matt Damon? Uh, James Franco. James Franco, yeah, <laughs> James no, 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 no. I'll Frank. talk about like the one from like oh, the oh god, that one, yeah, it was yeah. Mark Wahlberg, yeah, yeah that oh, one. geez. I'm wait, you,
2: there was a there was a Mark Wahlberg, player yeah, yes. it was real it's not bad, good. it's not good, okay. Then I've seen the I've seen the original movies and I've seen the newest ones, but I haven't seen the James, I haven't the seen the newest ones, Mark Wahlberg.
1: so going
0: to the, the g- newest ones are pretty good, they're pretty good. It, it, it kind of plays out this scenario of it kind of the worst case scenario for me of genetic editing. Um, so they they edit the genes of these um, chimpanzees mm-hmm. to try and make them smarter, and one of them uh you know passes this this test and is a very smart genetically modified chimpanzee and then has a child, and that child ends up being like super smart so basically what happens is these Chimps
2: child is Caesar, by the way, that child is
0: Caesar. Mm -hmm. And the, these chimps are like, who
2: is the, like, supposed like the same Caesar from the original, uh, series.
0: Right. And so basically he is so far beyond all the other chimps. He, he ends up, you know, um, spreading this technology to the other chimps. Right. So that they're all, you know, much smarter, almost as smart as humans. Uh, And then there's a a disease that like a plague that doesn't affect the chimps, but affects the regular, you know, human being. And so this sweeps across the the entire world and kills almost everyone. And what so the the same thing that makes them smarter makes most people um, die from, you know, a sickness. So it just I I think of uh, things like, I don't know, the coronavirus or something that someone, that the normal person might spread if you can't afford to be genetically modified to adapt to that kind of thing. Mm. So I picture a nightmare scenario where, like, the elitists, the, the high class people easily can avoid problems that most middle class and lower class people cannot
1: Sure. So that sort of brings me to this next next aspect of it, where I mentioned earlier how like most of this research into CRISPR has been funded by like just your tax dollars or whatever. It's publicly funded research or whatever. But then this it's now being used by privately owned pharmaceutical companies to come up with gene therapy treatments. Okay, which results in this interesting interesting uh, sort of situation now. Where so, for example, like I talked to you about that kid who's. Basically, his blindness or degenerative eye disease was reversed using this therapy. That was done by this uh, company called Sparks Therapeutics Um, and basically, like, developed this, you know, treatment or whatever using the CRISPR, you know, Cas9, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, genome DNA strand or whatever, and as a result, came up with this treatment and are charging basically $1 million per eye to do the treatment
0: Wow. Dang.
1: And then another company developed um, a sort of similar type treatment for people with um, MA1 or just MA in general, which is a spinal muscular atrophy, which is basically like a degenerative disease where... Um, Basically, your muscles don't really work, but you can still feel everything. But your muscles just like don't grow properly, and they just degenerate over time, mm. basically making you just incapable of like doing anything on your own. This is a it's a really sad story within a uh, natural sl- selection following this uh this guy who basically has this problem. He has a uh, MA one and finds out about this treatment that can be used to help basically sort of like. R- Maybe not necessarily cure the disease, but re give like ability, like strength into the muscles and stuff, so that they could, you know, say be able to, you know, stand on their own with like some assistance or whatever through like a walker or something, or be able to, you know, even like hold up their own body in like a wheelchair. Like, cause this guy was, uh, I believe, around 24 years old in the show. And most people with this, you know, um, this uh, genetic defects, don't live past, like, a couple years old because it's, like, so, like, horrible and whatever. So this guy basically was at the point where he was completely, like, bed-bound, like, had to be, like, sort of, like, carried from room to room on, like, a gurney sort of, like, thing in the ceiling that would, like, That's carry awful. him from place to place, could barely swallow on his own. And so now there's this, this treatment that could potentially, like, help him, like, regain some of this ability, but they're charging $750,000 a shot. Wow. A shot. But per like shot. but like to make it, it only costs like you know maybe like hundreds of dollars wow, but these pharmaceutical companies are like you know coming up who are using this like publicly like funded research to make these drugs that you know cure people or like really significantly help people, but then are charging like ridiculous sums of money for people to be able to access this treatment, and so wow. this is to me like one of the the potential, you know, risks of this, you know, is just like people who like are only like well off can access it. But it also kind of like brings me back to this, this general idea of that. Just like I felt like I felt like every time I like heard about this in the docu series, my first thought in my mind was like, well, if we didn't have a broken healthcare system, then maybe yeah. these people could actually afford this treatment and like you know have have it be you know. A single payer system where, like, we're subsidizing, you know, these sort of treatments for people, yeah. and then these pharmaceutical companies couldn't charge exorbitant fees for, you know, these sort of treatments because,
2: yeah, good. yeah, that's. I was just gonna say that's exactly what I was thinking as you were just explaining that mm-hmm. um, that it was like you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever um, <clears throat> that, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that that is an issue specifically with gene editing. I think, I think it's the the issue with the healthcare right. um, in general.
0: I think it's interesting though that we're, that our governments are willing to subsidize things that cause diseases mm-hmm. like foods and, and stuff that you shouldn't be eating that are known to cause diseases and mm-hmm. cause problems. We'll subsidize that, mm-hmm. but we won't subsidize the things to cure diseases, <laughs> which yeah. is insane to me.
2: But that's because Bobby subsidizing the things that cure diseases don't make politicians money and don't get politicians reelected. Yep. And like that's that's basically it. The like the fact is 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 like if you know the governor of Massachusetts or whoever decides subsidies is like, oh, I will subsidize this, but you're gonna donate you know five hundred thousand dollars to my campaign yeah. next election. You know, it's unfortunately it's that that's the world we live in. Yeah, I mean,
0: I heard this the other day. Um, you know, there's no money in saving lives. Mm-hmm. There's no incentive for anyone to to you know. M- because there's no that there's no no money to be made. Right. If you,
1: if someone dies, like that's I mean unless you die. charge them, you know, a million dollars a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And unless so which is, yeah. you know, insanity. But it, it, it just is like very <coughs> upsetting. Because like the potential of this technology is amazing. Like yeah. Like there was like one particular study where they took these they showed within the series where they took two um mice. Both born, they were like twins. They're born at the same time. One was treated with this CRISPR stuff. Um I, I keep saying CRISPR stuff because they, they were t- uh, treating very specific genes or whatever. Yeah. And they were basically able. It was amazing to see they these two mice. There was one mouse who wasn't treated who looked very old and decrepit and like had like a curved spine and like its fur was shaggy. Like it looked old. And then it's you know brother mouse looked like a baby mouse. What? Because it, the basically the through the gene therapy treatment that they were doing to this other mouse they were able to basically like severely reduce the aging process in it.
2: Oh, oh I was <clears throat> I was going to bring this up. I saw um a Veritasium video where they were reversing um not only slowing aging in mice but actually reversing it
0: yeah. too. Wow. Um, benjamin Button situation on our hands boys yeah
2: mm. i think i think the 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 um aging reversal um unless it's first sp- unless unless you're curing a specific like disorder that ages the body fast um it's like different from actually editing your own dna um from what i remember i don't know i this was super late at night when i saw this <laughs> video so so just bumped my mic really hard um it was super late at night when i saw this video so i was like super like tired and barely understanding anything but basically from what I remember, um, and feel free to email us at brainbogglepodcast podcast at gmail.com if I'm wrong. Um, but your are like, cells have a sort of, um, like cellular clock that determines how old you are. And scientists have figured a way to like slow down how fast the clock ticks around and, and even, um, reverse the clock. And like, that is apparently what determines how old you are. Um, so like, if you can go in and, you know, like, essentially with a drill you know turn back the speedometer on your body you can reverse um how old you are essentially and then
0: you know there's so many different uses of that obviously that's insane to imagine like you know you know a world where if you had enough money you could just like extend your life by like 40 years
2: yeah dude right now if you had enough money you could live forever i believe i think if you had an infinite amount of money you could live forever right now but did, like, I think if you if you started right now, the amount of genetic editing and the amount and it also depends on how open you are. But the amount of right. like advances we've made in medicine, especially with the genetic editing and the age reversing, if like one of us, you know, mm-hmm. who started right now, because in thirty years our natural lifespan isn't going to be over. You know, hopefully, if everything goes well, fingers crossed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So, like, if you think about where we are right now compared to, um you know the 90s which was 30 years ago uh a matter like even like 40 years ago the 80s or um like back before we even knew like what aids was and now you know 40 years later we have um many many treatments that don't like it's not cured obviously but like people you know aren't dying in the streets from it and if you think if we so if you like set out your goal right now Think about where, what, where medicine's going to be in 40 years, Yeah, yeah. you know? And, and, and based on that, I think that a human right now could live forever. Yeah, it's mm.
1: actually very interesting that you brought up that AIDS-HIV thing because, like, in this series, they talked with a company that was basically trying to, like, completely reverse and cure AIDS, like, entirely wow. through this gene therapy. Now, this also kind of weirdly blended into the biohacker stuff and also some of the negatives of this where people potentially scamming people through Ooh. biohacking – by making claims that things can you know, cure diseases and stuff without actually properly researching, so this That's guy, scary. <laughs> this guy Aaron Trewick of of a company known as Ascendance Bio or Biopharmaceutical, was basically or Biomedical, sorry, um, was basically pushing this idea that if they use the like N six uh, gene, that they could uh, basically create a like, cure for HIV. So they basically convinced this guy, I believe his name was um, Tristan Roberts or Robert. I I don't remember exactly. His first first name was Tristan, but they basically convinced this guy who was um, HIV positive to do this treatment on himself. And yeah, so it was very interesting. They basically like, because it wasn't like FDA approved, they basically had to like give him the treatment and like tell him that like, you're doing this under your own accord as like a self experiment. We're not making you do this. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, like, live-streamed him, like, injecting himself with this, you know, N6 uh, DNA or whatever. And um, it didn't work. Yeah. And so the guy tried to convince this Tristan guy to um, do a, like, 250 times higher dosage (gasps) of the same therapy. Yeah. And so the guy, this Tristan guy almost did it, but was convinced um, by... um, That uh, what's his name Uh, Josiah Zaner and then there was that other guy who was trying to do like the gene splicing for dogs to make them bioluminescent like this whole like biohacker community is like weirdly like tightly knit or whatever but basically like the two of those guys had basically convinced him to not do it because they felt like this this guy, like the, the the guy from uh the the Ascendants bio medical, was like pre selling like the cure to people, doing like basically like pre orders for it for people who wanted to get in and do the treatment to themselves or whatever. Right, and that's not,
2: that yeah. So legit.
1: I mean, that's obviously like this some of like the worst case scenario stuff you can imagine is like somebody yeah. just out there just like basically preying on people is sort of like you know, um, just like. Desire to be able to help themselves. Well, you know, if there's this,
0: this, uh, thing that's available to anyone Mm -hmm. to sell, then you're going to run into a lot of trust issues, you know, like just ads claiming things like, like, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen it in our own society, um, you know, hair, hair loss companies that, that claim that you, you can just regrow your hair and it's like things that just don't work, Mm -hmm. um, This is something a little bit more, uh, I think, scary because you're manipulating your DNA. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like that, you got to really be careful what you're putting into your body.
1: Right, and like also, like if you don't fully understand like the way the technology works, and I don't know how much we, even the scientists, fully grasp entirely what this technology is capable of. Right. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's very uh, scary stuff. So. Let's talk into some the potential uses of this technology. I want to talk about something called gene drive. Gene drive. I don't know if this is something either you guys have heard of before.
2: Mm. No, I've this is no, I've never heard Same. of it. Same, I've never heard. So, of
1: it. you you had mentioned how like you could potentially like engineer traits that could be passed on basically, future like, generations. Yeah, basically you could like alter the DNA to a point so that the 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 DNA that's a, passable through, you know, you know, mating or whatever, could pass on traits through um, future generations and stuff. That's basically the idea behind gene drive. So gene drive is a genetic engineering technology that propagates a particular suit of genes throughout a population by altering the probability that a specific allele will be transmitted to offspring from the natural 50% probability. So basically, you could engineer it uh, theoretically in a way where... You could make it so that every single offspring from a particular species or whatever, whatever you give that gene would always pass on this particular type of gene no matter what. There would be no, you know, 50-50 probability of, like, you know, maybe they get blue eyes, maybe they get brown eyes. It'd be, nope, we decide that this gene will always pass no matter what.
0: Whoa.
1: Wow. Okay,
0: that's crazy. Like, the different implications of that. Mm -hmm. Like... Like oh, I could always make sure that like forever my kids are all going to to be tall.
1: Yeah. You know? So here, yeah. Let me talk. That is crazy. Yeah, I know, right? So here's here's <laughs> some um, applications that are being proposed right now for this. Yep. So this guy, um, Kevin Esvelt from MIT, actually, um, oh, is a, us? he's yeah he's been sort of studying this CRISPR stuff for a long time and trying to solve some of the unsustainability issues throughout the world that sort of humans have created. And one of these particular instances is with New Zealand. Yep. Um, in New Zealand, they have a big rat problem there. Okay. In that basically, um, New Zealand was one of the last like places like sort of colonized on Earth. Like it was one, of, like it's a very kind of remote. It's off to like the east of Australia. So it was one of the last places like sort of settled by like the Western world. And naturally with a lot of, western colonizers we brought rats with us yep. on the boats and rats are not native to new zealand so once they got to the island they basically became an invasive species yep. and killed off and it made hundreds of thousands of different bird species extinct within wow. you know generation a generation of them being there because there were a bunch of these sort of like land type birds you know bird non-flighted birds that you know were on the islands and stuff that did not evolve in a way to defend against these rodents that could just like swarm them and kill them and so basically what's happening is now that a lot of these sort of land bird species are extinct from new zealand now they're starting to get smarter and like are like killing just regular birds too and it's sort of ruining the ecosystem of new zealand so, one of the proposed ways to deal with this problem is to basically make a gene that would make it so that each uh generation of rats would um basically not be a be almost like sterilize them in a way where like they would like pass on this gene that sort of like makes the next generation sterile so that they can they cannot pass on keep reproducing genes. and basically wipe out all rats from the islands in New Zealand. Wow. That's scary though, because
0: you could, that also makes, turns this into like a weapon. If you think about it, like, you know, this could be a weapon for, um, you could pinpoint specific types of people and, you know, like have this code for like, oh, I don't like people who are, tall, mm-hmm. you know, just like using a example, you could make it so that anyone who has tall genes mm-hmm. would, you know, be sterilized and mm-hmm. not pass on those genes. I mean, that's a little You're bit of a far-fetched. The,
2: the, yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it would take a few steps to get there, wouldn't it, though? Because you would have to, like... It, it would take, like, a while. It
1: took a, a couple it, generations, I believe. I mean, I, I'll, I'll send this to you, Jack, for the Patreon, because I, I, yeah, I didn't make a slideshow for this week or anything, but I did see this very kind of, like, interesting flow chart that sort of, sort of illustrates how this sort of gene drive would work for s- spreading this p- yeah. whatever gene trait you wanted mm-hmm. to go through, like, a population, mm-hmm. like, how it would spread. Um, it's funny that you brought it up about it being used as a weapon because uh, this study in particular... From uh, Kevin Svels from MIT He's funded by DARPA, which mm. is uh, the United States sort of like weapons and military yeah. study program. I mean, it's a bioweapon. It's it's a long term one, but th- th- this could guy. Be used well, it'd also
2: be like hard to do that because wouldn't you, don't you have to genetically modify like the person directly? Yes. So yes. you would have to. Wouldn't you have to like tie you? So like, if we're doing like the tall people mm. thing, you would have to tie the gene that makes. You would find a tall person, mm. right? And then, I don't see how. Like, I guess you you would find the tall person. You would, I don't know, somehow tie the gene that makes them sterile to the fact that they're tall, mm. and then you would have to modify their body to do that.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, this is that, where it like, begins into some like conspiracy stuff, where like, uh, how would you get it into the person against without them knowing? Like, maybe like, in, yeah, like, a, a like vaccine or something like yeah. that but now let me just like before we go too much further let me just state that like this kevin s felt guy specifically stated multiple times that like he wouldn't do this study for darpa unless he was able to be 100 transparent with what they were doing so like if throughout That's the good. throughout the docuseries he would actually go to the communities where he's proposing these things and like tell them everything that he thinks they will do and hear their thoughts and if they decided they didn't want it, you would just like leave and not That's do good. it. Yeah. So like for example, with this New Zealand situation, they were a lot of people were against it just on the idea that like, well, if you eliminate the rats, what does what are the implications of that now for the um, you know, ecosystems that they're trying to protect? It's a very tough question because I guess Part of the problem there too is now with global warming. The conditions there are causing the rats populations to grow exponentially yeah. because, like, it's like perfect breeding situation oh, for strange. rats there. So, um, another rat situation where, um, this one's actually close to home for us. Really, is that we ha- obviously around here, Lyme disease is like a big thing. Yeah, because of ticks and stuff and all that. And it's primarily, um, the ticks get it from feeding on rats yeah. and mice and stuff, and so. A proposed solution would be to like make to uh, genetically engineer rats that are resistant to the Lyme disease to begin with. So when ticks bite them, they can't pass Lyme into the tick. Yep. And so introducing rats with this gene that would then you know spread that gene to the other rat population because reduce if you the g- use gene dry, basically what happens every rat that would be then born would then also have this traits and then potentially eliminate Lyme disease. So they're wow. actually doing this now in a Chappaquiddick Island in mass, which is like sort of like, I think in the Nantucket, uh, um, Martha's Vineyard sort of area. So they're trying like, a basically I know island is sort of like an ideal situation to try this sort of thing. Cause it's like a small enough contained area where if something goes horribly wrong,
2: yeah. uh, it's somewhat I've heard contained of that um I've heard of that before. Um it's like a very isn't that island like very very spe- like specifically unique like ecosystem wise? Mm-hmm. Like it's like an anomaly or something. It wasn't there something about rattlesnakes?
1: I don't I didn't read anything about rattlesnakes specifically and they didn't mention it in the docuseries cuz in the docuseries they were trying to pr- get this to happen on Martha's Vineyard and they, I believe rejected it, you know, a lot of similar reasons. Most what, what, what I guess the problem they kind of run into a lot of this is people are afraid of the idea of playing God, yeah. you know, and while maybe like logically this sounds like a good thing, you know, like if we can introduce rats into a population and eliminate a disease that f- affects so many people, that would be a good thing, right? But then a lot of people are like, well, you're playing God now. And what what, what are the ramifications of that? When do you stop? And also, Where where do you draw the line? And where's the future ramifications of that? Like, maybe this is good in the short term, but what does this mean in the long term? Like, are we potentially creating future problems that we can't even foresee right now? Mm -hmm. Wow, that is a really
0: interesting question. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this for, like, four episodes. There's so many different things that come up. Yeah. Like... I mean, we haven't. We didn't even talk about the Bioshock stuff yet.
1: Yeah, sure. So I, let's get into that now. So let's kind of open it up a little bit. We sort of touched it on a little bit. Would you guys do gene editing to yourself? Jack, go first.
2: And if you would, like, what sort of things um, would
1: you
0: do?
2: Yes. I would make it so I can eat gluten.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure Christy right now was, the, you know, yeah praise the lord yeah like she would probably also feel the same way you know right
2: i would love (laughs) to be able to eat gluten again it would be so great i mean you
1: could make yourself
0: have a better metabolism so that you could eat bad foods Mm -hmm. and still be in shape you know because uh
2: well well, that's a slippery slope because then like if you make yourself have a really fast metabolism then you'll burn through energy really quickly and you'll have to just like like i feel like you could very easily just Bring your body to a state where you need to be constantly consuming calories. Yeah,
0: like a Goku kind of situation. Right. You yeah. always need
2: to eat. Uh, yeah, but I started watching Dragon Ball Z again. By oh, the way, good. great show. <laughs> I forget. I don't, can't. I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, Gohan is fighting Cell right now. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: nice. Best part.
2: Yeah. So. It's a big, big moment.
0: Yeah. But like, I, you know, I, I know people who I'm like, dang, I wish I had their genes. Like mm-hmm. they can eat whatever they want and they're still super skinny. And then I'll have like a slice of pizza and it, I'm bloated for a week, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But
2: that doesn't last forever.
0: No, right? I know. But if we're talking about changing aging and stuff too, like you yeah, could so, make yourself a perfect person. Yeah, perfect so if, cell, if you, had if the you po- <gasps> will.
1: If you had the possibility of uh, de-aging yourself or slowing your aging, would you do it? Yes.
0: Yeah? I would. I, I hate to say it, but I would.
2: You would? You would slow, you would want to live to, like, 200? Only
0: if I could also use that technology with my friends and family. If it was just me, I'd probably say no.
2: Um, but if it was... Okay, well, Okay, so for right now, you have to assume it's just you.
0: Uh I mean, I don't want, like, a Bicentennial Man situation in my hands where, like, I just watch everyone I love die, and then I'm alone. So, if it was just me, I'd say no, but if it was accessible to, like, my friends and like family i would say yes but if it was just me then Uh, probably no
2: i would uh it's hard right now i would say no so are we are we going like are we going with you live forever or you like live to like 200
1: I would say not necessarily forever. Let's say 200. Yeah. Well, just, just for All sake right. of argument, let's go with 200.
2: For sake of argument, we'll say 200. We'll say that like being 200 when you're 200 years old, it's like the equivalent quality of life of being like 90 years old. Yeah. Like is that fair? Yeah, I, I think sure. that's fair. And then like like, you know, so like, yeah, whatever. So like when you're 100, it's like you're 50. Yeah, sure. Um right now, I don't know if <sighs> I don't know if I would want to be oh I don't know. It, it, I guess the question essentially boils down to, do you want to be able-bodied in a hundred years and why? Mm. Um,
0: I mean, I'd like to, it, it's a whole different question. If if you could say, would you like to be able-bodied until you're a hundred and then die? I would say like, I would never want to get old and decrepit. Um, so if it could change that, then I would say definitely.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well obviously like obviously everyone would say yes to that. But that's where that's where the the trade-off comes in is the fact that you have to live another 100. Mm-hmm. You know, where where you where you are like like obviously like I there's you know 65-year-olds who are able bodied, but as you get at, like as you start to get to like 150, 175, like you'll start like so I I feel like we're kind of getting away from the point of the point of the point of the question at this point, <laughs> yeah. but maybe yeah. maybe not to like think about like realistically what would happen, you know, like do you, I so right now? I would say no, because I would say there's nothing that I think in a hundred years that I would want to be, you know, like there for. Yeah. I guess um, maybe purely for the reason of um, like me and Bobby, like all of us, I guess theoretically, but me and Bobby are more likely to live through um, three centuries. Um, Cause I was born in 98. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I lived in the 20th century, the 21st century, and there will, like, there will be people who, you know, who were born the same day as me, same year as me, you know, who live to 2100. Yeah. Right. Um, And I think that that would be pretty cool to live through three centuries. It would be, uh,
0: I kind of stick with my original thing. Like if it's just me, it would be very sad. I mean, watching everyone that you love kind of like go away. I mean, obviously you can find other people to like build relationships with, but if, if, if you yeah, could but it, have your like, friends with you, I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: If I, if I found like, you know, like my quote unquote soulmate or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like whatever that means, like either romantically or just like someone who I'm not romantically interested in, but just like it, like I want them to be there for my entire life. Your best friend. Or- um, yeah. 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 Like if me and my boy, you know, Steven wanted to do this like together. Mm-hmm. Um and so that way we would always you know, like as everyone else died around us, you know, we would always like me and him would be the same thing. I I would be more inclined to say yes to that yeah. to like be able to like go back to yeah what you were saying Bobby to like bring someone with i wouldn't need like i would only need a, at least like one person
0: it'd be cool if we could just like, you know have the podcast and just keep doing it <laughs> for like 200 years the, oh my god your podcast yeah. <laughs>
2: holy shit no yes if we okay that's 100% yes if we all were like listen we have this ability do you know how sick that would be for us mm-hmm. Where we like look back a hundred
0: years and be like, "Remember when we felt when we recorded that episode a hundred years ago?"
2: And two, yeah, like it's it's a hundred years and we're like still like staying and stuff and not like you know. Well, we have a lot of
0: experience to to go behind our podcasts. Mm -hmm. We might run out of ideas, but yeah, I know (laughs) this is just.
2: Well, no, the podcast would eventually transition to a history podcast because then we would start talking about like, oh, I remember you know where we
0: were when kind of situation yeah i
2: i you know like brent being already 200 years yeah i know right (laughs) you know this question this reason why i haven't been
1: answering because i'm already a highlander (laughs) he's lived forever now now going to like
0: sort of the different a different side of the coin like you know talking about we talked about bioshock a little bit Mm -hmm. uh hinted at it if you don't know what it is basically it's a video game one of the best video games ever made in my opinion Mm -hmm. um where this whole society of people that live in an underwater city, they are introduced to, um, there's, there's no rules. There's no moral like compass down there. They can, scientists have free reign Mm -hmm. so they can do whatever they want.
2: Yeah. There's no censorship. There's no,
0: yeah. So basically like the control with the, with the lack of control, the, the scientists in this community create, you know, genetic splicing and these, uh, what are called plasmids. And it's basically this, um, injection that people can take of this, uh, sea slug called at that they've, uh, they've taken like the genetics from the sea slug and it's called, uh, Adam and it modifies your genes in incredible ways. So all these people all of a sudden can inject themselves with this plasmid and they'll have the imbi- ability to, uh, you know, snap their fingers and create fire. And so it's kind of like a little more far-fetched, but sure. it gives you superhuman abilities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so this society, these people become obsessed with these abilities and they they need more because once you get used to living with the ability to have like telekinesis or whatever, you, you start to rely on that. And so the whole society kind of goes downhill. Um, yeah, but
2: in Bioshock, don't you need to keep consuming Adam to keep your – genetic changes up yes
0: that's part of the the problem with why why the society crumbled um
2: yeah which is where which is where like the part where you were saying where you're worried about people getting addicted to it but like in like real life gene editing i don't think there's any like upkeep cost essentially no i mean
0: there's there's a lot of studies that show that humans can get addicted to pretty much anything um in the right like environment so uh, I think that's more of an unrealistic fear. I think you're right about that. Sure, but it is well, possible. My
2: point is, is the 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 difference is is that, um, let's say you're addicted to driving, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you were addict, if everyone in the world was addicted to driving, there would be a shortage of gasoline. Yeah. Um, if everyone in the world was addicted to driving and every car in the world was an electric car, it wouldn't be there wouldn't be the same sort of you know societal That's issues it's a good point
0: i guess i'm thinking um, more in terms of like let's let's say that there's a genetic enhancement that you can take take something and it'll make you run twice or, or go twice the speed mm-hmm. right so you have just more speed so you get used to living in that speed you, you you wake up you you know you walk around all day at that speed and then all of a sudden you run out of that material you you maybe like feel super slow and you're like oh my god i need to be fast again so that's where i kind of am thinking of it from
2: yeah but i don't think that material i don't think there's a material to run out of Because it's just your body. Yeah, you're basically. I'm saying if it was
0: like
1: uh, something that you'd have to re-inject. Oh, if it was
2: something like in Bioshock, yeah, then I'd be worried. But I don't think I don't think it's like that. Yeah, it's more. I I could be wrong. It's
1: more like changing your DNA at like the the molecular level almost. Now, I mean, the way it works right now is like it's not as easy. Obviously, it's just like you inject yourself, and all of a sudden you're you're yoked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it takes lots and lots of like treatment and time and stuff to uh, make significant changes when you're already a fully maturized person. Yep. Now, one interesting application of it that I forgot to bring up before is that um, something that they can do now, though, again, this is illegal in the US, but I guess they do this in Ukraine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is that you can technically create uh, children that have three parents.
2: What? It basically. Oh, by choosing which dna comes like from where
1: basically like the way they're using it i mean it's a little bit of a misnomer but like the way they're using it is that like say the two parents like have a gene where like because of one reason or another like say like the mother is infertile or something yeah for whatever reason for some genetic you know reason what they can do is they take the genes from um someone who doesn't have that Replace it within the uh, the egg or like the, the the embryo, you but know, just that gene, just that gene, so that they're able to basically, you know, be fertile again and actually bear a child that Man, technically has DNA from oh, three different parents. There's so many moral questions that come up with this, like mm-hmm. you know, like
0: we're talking about um, genetic editing, just regular gene editing for your kids. It's yeah. like. um then is it, is it really your kid if you're changing the genetics? You know, like what? That's Bobby, From a that's DNA like perspective?
1: Saying, yes. Because, like, I mean, right. it's still all your DNA. It's just you're picking. Well, then I guess that is true. Like, if, you, if your DNA is missing, say, the, mm-hmm. this particular chromosome or whatever, and you use like CRISPR or something to replace it yeah. with another chromosome to get a more ideal situation, like to say, eliminated genetic disease or a particular pick a particular trait that you want your child to have like for example they, they they've been able to do this sort of thing with eye color yeah and children be like oh i want my child to have blue eyes and they can yeah. like genetically edit the, the dna from the mother and father to create that i mean the the better question i have sorry jack um, the better
0: question i have that'll probably clear it up what i was talking about yeah is like at what point mm-hmm. do you draw the line of like is this my kid anymore you mm-hmm. know what i mean like
2: if um, t- i say never <laughs> Okay, what if you because
0: took every single strand of DNA and replaced all of it, almost all of it, like 99% of it?
2: Bobby, it's the same. What if you took an entire different child that was birthed from an entire different set of parents and adopted them at birth? Like, it's the same thing. It, like, that's still – like, to me, that's still your kid. Like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I see. adoption yeah. and stuff like that and, like, sperm donation, you know, Right, stuff that's like more that. of a
0: question like – like, it's uh, – philosophical question i think of like what is your child kind (laughs) of thing
2: i would say because like because like i would never go up to someone who who you know has a sperm donor or you know an adopted child and be like that's not your child right um so i think like even more so i think they're between like um you know adoption and you know a full you know quote-unquote naturally Uh, Genetic child You know so I I say like yes They Like no matter how much editing you do They are 100% still your child
0: One thing too to think about is like You know what makes you you Mm -hmm. You know that's also another thing I was thinking about it's like if you Say your parents did genetically Modify you Mm -hmm. When you were like an embryo To have like blonde hair Blue eye. like I have brown hair and brown eyes Mm -hmm. If they had genetically modified Me to have blonde hair, blue eyes, and be six foot three. Mm. Is that still me? Or am I a different person? You know what I mean?
2: Um well yeah, because if it's if it's if you're an embryo and then they change that, you've never known anything else. Right. Right. Like, I guess the embryo technically has um has like changed its cells, but like then you get into the whole moral discussion of like at what point is an embryo a child or whatever mm-hmm. but like as far as like consciousness is concerned you as a human being has never known anything else your parents have never known any other child no one in the world who has ever met you has known anything different about mm-hmm. you so it's like of course it's you you know that's right. at least at least that's what i that's what i believe yeah yeah
1: i agree with that um yeah i guess i guess what it comes down to is you know how far should we allow this to go and like who should be in control of it? Cause right, and, that's we, a go, big thing, we yeah. come back to this idea of like, should everyone have the access to experiment with this or should only like certain people control it? You know, what if it and, fell into the wrong hands. Right. But it, it, that's where it gets more complicated for me. Cause I, on the one hand, it's like, I mean, I feel like we do have to be very careful with this because yeah. there's still so much about ourselves. We don't fully understand. And like, If we do start replacing genes and stuff, like, are there potential ramifications for it that we just don't know yet? Yeah. But at the same time, when you're dealing with situations like genetic diseases, or or one example that came up in the docuseries was malaria in Africa. Mm -hmm. Scientists down in, I forget which country specifically, I think maybe it was Somalia. I'm not 100% certain on that. Don't quote me on that. But they were, you know, there were scientists there trying to like engineer. Uh, genetic engineer mosquitoes that could like like eliminate basically like sort of similar to like the rat situation where like they would basically become sterile at a certain point and kill mm. the mosquito population. And so a lot of the world governments were looking at that and being like, "You can't make this decision for the world by doing this because that could have impacts on the rest of the world." Right. But then again, like the people who are saying this are also largely from richer more well-off countries that don't have yeah. these problems have the money and ability to you know like have both basically eradicated these yeah. sort of diseases and it's like do they, those people have a right to s- like have a say in these places mm-hmm. where you know they don't have that level of access i feel like, and like it's no literally right the thing that's literally killing people every single yeah. day yeah. you know
2: i feel like i feel Who like that's the right a, to say? That is, yeah that is a that is a uh a very um a very gray area because it's like, cause on one hand it's like, yeah, these people are suffering. Um, and it's like, but on the other hand, you know, like it, it's so hard to say, like because these people have it worse in life, um, doesn't mean like everyone at the end of the day lives on the same planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, regardless of how well off you are, Every or how terrible your life is, every single person should be able to have like a say in what happens to the world that they live in. You know what I mean? I mean, right. it is
0: dangerous playing God because, um, you know, like let's say, like, weird scenario, like butterfly effect kind of situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you kill the mosquitoes, then what eats the mosquitoes? Mm-hmm. Like, pretend bats. Or something. It's like if the bats die, then what eats the bats? And it could circle back to us. You never know. Um, yeah, it is. It's a very like Jack said. There's a lot of gray. Yeah, area. I mean, this
1: particular situation is very complex because yeah. you got also consider like why these places are as impoverished as they are, right. and it's largely because of well, white European influence and yeah. uh, meddling in these areas. Of, Taking their natural resources and stuff, and then leaving them for destitution, right. and now we're like, well, we're in charge now, so we have the moral high ground to say yeah. what you can or can't do. It's, it's
0: like it's, finding out what the right problem, what the right problems yeah. are, like what's the right question to be asking. Right. You know?
2: I feel like the right, like specifically malaria. You know, mm-hmm. um, instead of you know getting rid of mosquitoes, um, a way to like modify the mosquitoes so that they don't that they can't pass on malaria sure, you know right. or can't contract right. malaria mm-hmm. you know that way you you don't you're not disrupting ecosystems but you're solving an issue and like obviously that is like specific to that one right. problem mm. you know like there won't be that easy of an answer like i feel like that's pretty i, I feel like a lot of people yeah. could agree that that would be like the correct right way. or
0: more, more modifying the humans to not to be immune similar and and that, that comes
1: back to this whole yeah. idea of like access like right. who has the ability to do this yeah. because you know obviously a lot of people who live in that area of the world are they don't, and have to they just don't have seven hundred thousand dollars to just throw at it. to spend on you know the, the treatments for that. Well, let's sort be of honest, people most people, people don't. Yeah, <laughs> most yeah, the vast majority of us are not within that small percentile I, bracket who yeah, could afford such a thing. I exactly, couldn't,
2: I couldn't spend seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on anything right yeah. now, let alone something that would save. I mean, my it's life. sad. It, ha- it right.
0: happens. I mean, it happens. We we see people every day who are on in our class that can't afford treatment that they need.
1: Yeah. It's and you start seeing GoFundMe. that's that, that thing pisses me off when people yeah. like you'll be able like, to see like a news story that's like, Oh, look at how great this GoFundMe is. These kids raised all this money to like help their little classmate who's like has cancer and can't afford treatment yeah. and it's like isn't that such a feel-good story i'm like no that's no. like a what the fuck is wrong all with us i
0: see right now that we can't, can't ha- afford treatment yeah. little kid yeah, like that's like,
2: well that's like when people say that america is the america is the only country in the world where people go ba- like go bankrupt and 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 lose their entire lives because they can't afford medical bills yeah
0: it's
1: insane
2: well, that's like, a
0: whole other episode. Yeah, we could probably do oh, an episode geez. on the American oh.
1: healthcare system in its own yeah, way. But yeah. I mean, it does sort of feed back into this thing of, you know, if the potential for this technology is as great as it could be, shouldn't everyone have access to it in a way? Mm. But then it's also like, should the people who are experimenting with it, should there be like some more higher level oversight of the experimentation with it? Because yeah. with the biohacker thing, it's like anybody could just do that, and that's what we saw with that sort of um that company ascendance uh <laughs> biomedical sort of just like throwing out treatments out there for someone that hasn't been tested in any way and just getting convincing someone to basically be a guinea pig for the treatment and I don't know that's that gets like very tricky yeah. and gray like is that should we allow that, but also like a lot of science was done by like people who were maybe not like except like Darwin for example. Right. Like a lot of his studies and stuff were not necessarily like accepted or like, you know, wasn't necessarily done within the mainstream. He kind of like went off on his own to do this sort of stuff. And now we, because of that work, we have the theory of evolution Mm -hmm. that's widely accepted. So uh, it's it's such an, definitely go watch uh, the Unnatural Selection because it is super interesting. It Mm. really makes you think a lot. Though by the end of it, I still don't know how I feel about if all. If anything, it, you
0: know? this this conversation has made me think of more conversations.
1: Yeah, like like a, a few things that we haven't that
0: we didn't even talk about that mm-hmm. would be super interesting episodes, mm-hmm. like animal splicing, just mm-hmm. just animal hybrids mm-hmm. in general, and or people,
1: vi- human animal hybrid, human animal
0: hybrids, like furries. Yeah, you know we. I like furries! There's there's people mom. out there who are trying to become furries. Like actual like human animal hybrid, which is
1: insane. Not just like like trying to like buy like a sick ass like fox suit. First yeah, suit. <laughs> no,
0: it's like oh well, I could just actually have a tail. Yeah, uh, and then there's people, you know, then there's cloning, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's in the same realm of discussion, but mm-hmm. it's it's a whole other, you know, what makes you you? It's like there's a whole other um, topic that in that regard and then like the healthcare system and stuff like just these there's so many topics that come out of this discussion yeah uh and we didn't we barely even talked about the morality of like creating a life form and like the animal testing and stuff and so there's so many different things but man we're already an hour and a half here
1: yeah this has been a a meaty meaty discussion Um, oh yeah but this is, I like this. One. Yeah. Too. This sort of stuff is just like super interesting and thought provoking. So, I mean, we got five episode ideas out of this one. So, <laughs> Update the spreadsheet. Yeah. Updating the spreadsheet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo.
0: Well, right. uh, we never really did a shout out to this, but, um, so we talked a little bit about Zach and Aaron, uh, our buddies. Oh yeah, D, yeah, yeah. He's been on the show. He has a YouTube channel. You should go check them out. Just search Zach, Zach and, and Aaron. Aaron.
1: So, uh, Ed the little and symbol, a, a-
2: yes. yeah.
0: And, uh, it's pretty funny. They do some like improvising uh, with blocks that they create, and guess what? Mm-hmm. People, the listeners of this pod, we have a new brain boggled dice block with all your favorite episode uh,
1: episode topics on the block. Yeah, it's pretty dope. We're,
2: all your favorite. We asked all yeah, of them, well, and we found out which ones your favorite. Which, so though.
1: I don't know if we're gonna post this like on the Patreon or something, so that people can check it
2: out. Or yeah, maybe I mean, maybe we'll, we'll on the on Instagram, Instagram or yeah, on the
1: social media, so if you want.
2: We'll, we'll make a. If you guys send me whatever you end up making for like Instagram or whatever. I we can post it to the Yeah, Patreon we'll post as well. it to a s- few different might, places. Might as well. yeah. yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. We got the all-seeing eye, we got Bigfoot's footprints inside the block. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I love the lizard man. The lizard man is my favorite. I don't <laughs> like Cause he's got like his arms, like <laughs> he's, he's a got, sassy like, lizard man. We've we been
1: affectionately yeah, calling so him uh, Lizzie McGuire. Yes,
2: <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. So,
1: so
0: yeah. So it's uh, it will be available for purchase, which would be pretty cool. You can help support those guys, and they're going to use it on their show. So they're going to give us a shout out too. So go check them out, Zach and Aaron. Uh, really funny stuff. Good people. Good friends. And uh, wow, I think that does it for this episode. Yeah,
1: and I guess in case you, I guess, didn't hear the plugs in beginning beginning real quick, you know, uh, Instagram at BrainBoggled, at Twitter at BrainBoggledPod, email is BrainBoggledPodcast at gmail.com, Patreon is patreon.com forward slash brain boggle podcast brain boggle podcast so go check all that stuff out on the plugs (laughs) need to get them all out because we're tired if we've been doing this for quite a while now yes
0: please go support us on patreon because we got a lot of cool perks
1: and also by this point there's a new bonus up out about (gasps) star wars the rise of skywalker the new one so excited yeah so excited because
2: brent brent you have seen it as a finally
1: saw it so i have my opinions now so we can discuss it (laughs) so
0: for one dollar for the cup for the price of a cup of coffee you can go listen to that right now if you can't get enough of us go check it out yeah for sure
2: all right we love you guys time to sign off it's been real see ya it's been fun but has it been real fun (laughs) Uh, yes it has my um shouts out to my boy danny danny and uh not danny just dan or daniel but um (laughs) danny boy he uh well i was gonna say danny boy shout out to my boy danny boy um he always says that (laughs) nice good work dan all right good work daniel bye guys all right bye (laughs)